welcome to Last Weekly, where we talk, laugh, and sometimes bitch about the highs and lows of the past week. We have a lot of news to cover, including Malia Obama being caught drinking expired grape juice, the Bernie Bros getting reactivated, Burberry making a suicidal fashion statement, plus entertainment slash crime news, and movie and TV show trailer reviews during Trailer Talk, and much, much more. I'm Kevin Williams, a Los Angeles-based entertainment news podcaster, comedy writer, and one half of the five-star rated entertainment podcast, TV Channeling. I'll be recapping the week with two incredible co-hosts. Let's start off Ladies First. Thank you so much, Kevin. Hi, everybody. I am Sherry Nova. I am a writer, sci-fi enthusiast, voiceover artist, kindness and oneness advocate, and most importantly, future Starship captain. Oh, wow. You got big dreams. You're going to get fame. All right. (laughs) My male co-host, Tone, say hi. Hey, people of the internet, I'm Anthony Tone Show Nunez, a native New Yorker and a TV and film commentator with a passion for sci-fi, horror, comics, popular culture, and more. I routinely share my thoughts on my YouTube channel, The Tone Show. <laughs> I love these introductions. They never get old. All right. What was going on in the news Monday, Sherry? Absolutely. So on Monday, 20-year-old former first daughter Malia Obama was trending on Twitter for most of the day after she was caught on camera sharing a bottle of wine with friends in Miami by a tabloid. She was criticized by someone's social media for underage drinking and for leading a privileged life. Former President Bill Clinton's daughter, Chelsea Clinton, tweeted in Malia Obama's defense on Monday, Malia Obama is a private citizen. No part of her life should be anyone's clickbait. Ex-President George Bush's daughter, Jenna Hager Bush, then quoted Chelsea Clinton's tweet, also coming to Malia Obama's defense. So we're hesitant to add anything to such a nothing story, but we do agree with what Chelsea Clinton wrote wholeheartedly. Please don't click on silly stories and let's give Malia a little bit of privacy. So guys, do you think the people are genuinely upset Malia's drinking wine at the age of 20? Or is this just a chance for Trump supporters to attack someone with the last name of Obama? Tony, you want to go first? Wow, Kevin, you're letting me go first. It must be a special day. Uh, <laughs> I certainly think this is just hogwash and, and it's, in a, it's, a, it's a chance and opportunity for people who are upset with the left to go at them. We've seen much worse behavior on the right. And I think if anybody remembers, um, George Bush's kids, um, his two girls, they had fake IDs. I think they were in high school when they were trying to buy beer. And everybody basically laughed it off. You know, that's something that kids do. So I really think this is not much to do with anything. And it's really disgusting that, that they would even go after someone who's a private citizen and is not in politics at all. So shame on them. That's what I think. Kevin. Okay, you know what? I absolutely agree. It just, especially in the light of uh, the Kavanaugh hearings recently and how this guy who was clearly a binge drinker while in high school and accused of attempted rape, people were all like, kids will be kids, boys will be boys, the past is the past, I'm not going to dwell, but I better never catch with someone else. Anyway, sorry. Flashback to a song. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Um, 
clearly that seemed to be okay. Everybody was all right with that. But for some reason, this 20-year-old young woman being caught drinking wine was a big deal. I mean, it was amazing how how, uh, how long it was trending on Twitter. Also, uh, uh, that day, uh, I think also from the Daily Mail, uh, broke the story, the shocking story that Malia had a private Facebook Ooh. account. And on the Facebook account, it turns out that she said something negative about Donald Trump for not liking him. What a shock that she wasn't shocking. cool. Yeah, that she isn't cool with the guy who constantly, uh, with zero basis in truth, was saying her her father wasn't born in this country. So what a shock that she may not have uh, be cool with him. So I agree wholeheartedly with Chelsea. She is a private citizen. And as far as people that were saying, ooh, she's privileged, uh, her parents have money. She's a former first daughter. And so if she can afford to go on vacation to Miami with her friends and drink wine, all I have to say is, can I get an Evite? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> uh, yeah, I. she's 20. It's yes. not the same as being like 12. So, I mean, I am I allowed to say this? Okay. Um, I have a 15 year old right now. So, what I'm saying right now doesn't apply to me. But I think it's a little bit different if, you know, kids who are under the age of 21 are drinking with their parents. But I think 20 is close enough to the line that it's not a big deal at all. And they're just basically. Just want something to talk about, really. That's basically what I think. Well, it's kind of funny. Coincidentally, there was a story this week about how millennials and Gen Z are avoiding alcohol, um, maybe because of social media. And uh, sales of alcohol have gone down uh, like 20% of among uh, millennials and Gen Z. And, wow. Yeah. And so there are actually a lot of uh, beverage companies are coming out with new, uh, sophisticated, non-alcoholic uh, cocktails. And um, some study basically questioned Gen Zers and millennials and found that they're concerned about, you know, the fact that when you drink and you act out now, it's recorded and it's on social media forever. It can affect your chances of getting a job. So how do you guys feel about that? Do you feel like that's uh, that this is the reason why uh, drinking seems to be uh, alcohol levels and sales have seemed to be going down because of the fact that social media is documenting all of everyone's actions now? Okay, well, speaking as a millennial, uh, not speaking <laughs> for all millennials in this moment, I would say that millennials, in my personal opinion, I've not done a study, I think that millennials are one of the groups that are much more focused on having a life that is fulfilled and meaningful. So considering that we care about our quality of life and that our lives are mean something, we are less likely, I believe, to partake in drinking, um, which is kind of like can be used for masking or hiding something. I think that other generations are stuck in this job or, or whatever their issues are and are much more um, needing to medicate themselves. I feel like we are getting our shit together and choosing to have a good life so we don't really need that as much as other people do. Um, ouch, first of all. Now, <laughs> now also, some people might say that uh, millennials and uh, Gen Zers are choosing marijuana 
over alcohol. <laughs> so they're choosing another medication to deal with their pain of living in their parents' basements. But oh to my say, goodness gracious! To say. <laughs> All right. Okay, but do you know why they're living in their parents' basement, Kevin? Um, I can't speak to the marijuana because I don't know anything about that. But about living in their parents' basement is because they're saving up all their money because they're going to invest in some really, really, really great uh, stock option, which is going to make them a billionaire, and then they're going to change the world. All right. We'll, 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 we'll wait on that and hope it works okay. out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to Tuesday. What was going on? Sure. So on Tuesday, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders announced he's entering the 2020 presidential race. And if he wins the presidency, he would be the oldest person to hold the office in American history. And he would turn 80 in his first term. Wow. Sanders argues he is in impeccable health and has a sharp mind. The current president is 72 years old and frequently faces concerns about his mental and physical health. When it comes to the presidency, is age nothing but a number or does leadership have an expiration date? What do you guys think? Wow. I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think age, as long as the person is healthy, I don't think age should bar anyone because I think um, everybody, uh, either regardless of age, sometimes people might be in worse physical condition or better physical condition regardless of age. So I don't think age should be the last of it. I think it should be a democracy again. People should be able to vote for who they want to vote. And I don't think age should be the reason that Bernie Sanders doesn't get elected or gets elected. Um, and I, I think it's really interesting that um, that they're mentioning age here because I remember when Hillary Clinton was running um, last time against Donald Trump. There was so much made more about her age, uh, even though I, I believe she's even at the same age or relatively close to age as Donald Trump. And they were saying that um, that there was health health concerns and other, other things. Um, so I think it's a, it's just another way for people to put another barrier in front of Bernie. And I think they should just let him run this time, a clean race. What do you think, um, Kevin? Well, um, it's it, first of all, we now know that a lot of those troll things in social media about uh, Hillary Clinton's health as well as her age was coming from Russia. <laughs> and, and interesting, the Russians didn't seem to care about how old Donald Trump was. And actually, Donald Trump, I believe, is older than Hillary Clinton by months. I think they're both either she's still 71 or about to turn 72 or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, Trump's 72. Uh, Joe Biden is actually 76. Elizabeth Warren is 69. Wow. So a lot of people are up there. And a lot of people, interestingly enough, were talking about the age of, uh, of oh my God, what is Speaker Nancy Pelosi? Uh, and when there was a question about, was she going to uh, become the speaker again? Uh, the majority speaker. And, um, Look at how great that worked out. So I think it was it's a mistake to basically count people out s simply on age as opposed to what they can and can't do. But honestly, there is a part of me that longs for a generational leadership, the, the torch being passed. Um, that is why I'm, I'm personally at this time leading towards somebody like a Kamala Harris uh, or a Beto O'Rourke. But I'm definitely not going to count somebody out because they're older. And if Bernie Sanders, let me say this unequivocally right now, whatever Democratic candidate gets this nomination, they have my complete 
and full support. And I will, I will break out the plastic and donate money because this is an all-hands-on-deck situation. We need to get the Russian-in-chief out of the White House. So I'm not going to be all like, well, I like so-and-so better. I like anybody better than what we currently have. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sherry? You, Sherry. So the way that I think about age in this um, subject is I think that the more years you have, like that's more lessons that you've learned. Like he has more experience than like two of us combined. And that is just incredible. I mean, but on the flip side of that, what what are his thought processes? Like as a millennial, I definitely think different than like most people. So I, in this case, I would say his years are a plus because I, I just think he has more knowledge than I may ever have in my life through his experience of age. All right. So, all right. Supporting a Bernie. Uh, but Bernie I'm Bernie. not advocating for Bernie, oh, but I, I'm I, saying I, that I his know. age... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not calling you a Bernie bro, but yeah. Thank sounds you. Like, I sounds like you could be convinced. All right. So what was going on on Tuesday in the news? Also on Tuesday, fashion brand Burberry apologized for featuring a model wearing a hoodie that featured a noose around her neck during its show at the London Fashion Week. The retailer said it has removed the item from its collection after criticism from one of its own models led to an online backlash. Model Liz Kennedy wrote on Instagram, suicide is not a fashion. It is beyond me how you could let a look resembling a noose hanging from a neck out on the runway. I had asked to speak to someone about it, but the only thing I was told to do was to write a letter. So guys, with a noose being a symbol of lynching as well as suicide, was this just a clueless fashion don't or a cynical racist publicity stunt? Oh, absolutely a cynical, racist publicity stunt. Mm-hmm. This is beyond me. After, after everything we went through, I mean, again, apparently blackface is so two weeks ago because we went through all of this with Gucci and Prada and other companies making incredibly race, racially insensitive, not racial, just racist, r- racially insensitive, racist fashion items. And then... For Burberry to be, actually have a model say, I mean, I always wonder when these things happen, does does anybody not see this? Can somebody not say something? So, you know, my hat's off to Liz for actually, because, you know, we're close like that. I can just call her by her first name. <laughs> 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 my hat's off. She's one of my model friends. Anyway, yeah, Liz. Uh, but she tried to call out, say something at the fashion show, and she was told to write a letter. I mean, Seriously, thank God that she called it out on Instagram. Write a letter. What'd you think, Tone? It's completely ridiculous. And this, I think, is again shock and awe. This is more, they're trying to get the, the woke marketing on their butts. And I feel like this is something like brands are right now seem that they're actually going out for the outrage so they can get a buzz out there, get free marketing, and then they just release some half-assed statements saying, oh, we're so sorry, we're not removing this item. This seems to be like, this is the worst Black History Month, honestly, on record for me. Like, it just seems like every time I turn around, someone's being uber racist and making a buck because at the end of the day, marketing is marketing. The, the, the name is out there. What about you, Sherry? What do you think? I, 
I don't even understand. There's no possible excuse. There's no possible explanation. They did that on purpose. I, I don't understand. The only thing I can think is publicity stunt because there, nobody's stupid enough to think that they could get away with that. Uh, publicity stunt. Yeah, and what, what has to happen is like, uh, you know, Gucci, after being called out there, they're uh, doing some things and, and doing some what they call diversity hires and stuff like that. To And they're going to be educating their people and all this kind of stuff. But I feel like when it comes to these companies and they, and they release these, uh, these half-assed statements of how sorry they are, how they remove, they remove the item, I'm sorry. They need to be boycotted for a while until we see real change. We see money being spent in different communities and outreach and hiring people and a change in the makeup of the people that actually make decisions. And then I will think about buying some of your products again. But this whole idea that we release a statement, we take the product off, uh, uh, off of store shelves. And so then we're supposed all's forgiven. No, it takes more than pulling this one item off the store shelves to basically make me go back. All right, so what else was going on that's hopefully less racist on Tuesday? <laughs> we do have a less racist story for Tuesday. <laughs> so, okay, could Girl Scout cookies get any hotter than they were when they came out of the oven? Uh, you betcha. Y yes, it's possible. So a fifth grade Girl Scout in Colorado is quickly learning that Jason Momoa sells. Marketing visionary Charlotte Holmberg was recently named a top cookie CEO after she rebranded <laughs> her boxes of Samoas as Momoas, inspired by the Aquaman star. According to local station KUSA, Charlotte's mother, who's work, who works in marketing, saw an edited photo of a hypothetical box of Momoas getting shared on Facebook. That's when the two decided to turn the box into a reality by gluing a new label featuring a shirtless pic of Jason Momoa on each box of Samoas. To no one's surprise, they're a huge hit. Charlotte said, the moms are getting really excited and they're saying that they need them. They need their Jason Momoa. Is, so guys, is dipping Girl Scout cookies in sex instead of milk a healthy snack? Oh, or God, just coconut-flavored objectification. Right. <laughs> wow, Kevin's having a great time with this one. <laughs> I think it's definitely coconut-flavored <laughs> objectification of poor Jason Momoa. And you know he hates being objectified. That's why he's talking about being objectified all the time. Oh, he's my too God. hurt and too depressed to put a shirt on. That's how upset he is about everybody ogling and oogling him all the time. So, what do you think, Tone? I just think it's, it's a, that was a, that's a nice, fun story. Like when I when I heard about this and then I read the story, I was like, "That's innovative!" Like, I, hats off to a little girl and her mom for um, for taking Aquaman and making him swim. So that sounds great. I'm actually I actually haven't had a. A Samoa. So I'm I'm actually curious what it tastes like. What about you, Cher? Okay, I haven't had a Samoa, <laughs> but I feel like it's gonna be gross because it's got coconut. And um about the story, um 
I mean, obviously, now, let me it's ask a you guys this. Now, but it's for a good cause. Uh, put a picture of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody to objectify. Um, <laughs> I, okay, you know, see, I yeah, was thinking Pamela Anderson, and I have right, no idea why. Raising money, selling, you know, uh, uh, some kind of baked good. And they put a picture of a, a bikini-clad, uh, you know, model or uh, or former Baywatch babe, uh, Pamela Anderson, on the box. Would that be a delightful story as well, or would it be? <laughs> no, it wouldn't. You bring up a very good point. Uh, it would not be a good story if people would say, you know, it's yeah, disgusting. So, it's cool so no, it, it would not be fair. Or Pamela Anderson, no matter how much people might want to fantasize about doing that. <laughs> or both. We don't judge. We don't judge here on Last Weekly. All right. So let's move on well, to Wednesday. What was the haps then? Yes. Yeah, so on Wednesday... It was announced that drivers in Queensland, Australia will soon be able to add an emoji to their license plates. Guys, is this something that America should digitaroo or digitaroo? Digitaroo! Do we digitaroo it or digitaroo it? Very clever. Who's writing this copy? Who's writing this? That was really good. Oh my god! I just want to mention they that, need that a raise. Show, uh, we 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 talked about the story about the Canadian man who wanted to put. Ass no, we did, man. we did, we didn't. That story was cut. We almost talked about it. We didn't talk about this. Okay, we did not. Well, our, our last week, this, <laughs> this this is a sneak preview of what could have been. Behind so the scenes, we, we we're going to talk about um <laughs> about a man in Canada who wanted to put ass man on the back of his <laughs> license plate, but. The Canadian authority, basically, the DMV said no. You know, that was a very offensive. So what if somebody finds a, a smiley face offensive or a grumpy face? You know, one of these emojis. So I feel like if, if we can have an emoji on a license plate, we should be able to write ass men on it, too. So I think we don't. Uh, okay, did don't. Anyway, um, I... I... <laughs> don't. Oh, again, that was some great copy. And the copywriting office. Oh my God, you guys are great. All right. Um, Whoever. Now, my question is are all the available? Because can I put an eggplant on my uh, on my car, um, on my license plate in Australia? Yeah, or, or can, you, oh. yeah, can, you, can you put a Can you put the poo emoji? Because we know what the peach is a symbol of. Anyway, just like we know what the uh, uh, eggplant is the emoji for. So I wonder about that. And so, um, honestly, I don't have a problem with it. I don't know if I need it to be brought to America. It just feels like Australians are so, I mean, can you call a whole country's people quirky? Because I, I think I just did. Uh, they have instruments like didgeridoos. And they have weird, they have the weirdest collection of animals that ever existed. All in their country, so they they they're just different and um and strangely sexy for some reason. So, um, if you guys were to pick your own emoji to add to your license plate, what would it be? Wow. Uh, well, I did really uh, don't. You love that. Uh, okay, black girl eating ramen emoji. 
Oh, that doesn't exist? It doesn't <laughs> exist, but I do oh, love that Kelly one. Oh, yeah, you, you wanted that to happen. Oh, remember, oh, we were discussing. Okay, so we know that, I think there's <laughs> a new emojis dropping. Maybe that exactly. will be future ones of a black girl eating ramen. Or a, or a, or a yellow girl eating yeah, ramen. Yeah, maybe someone so, has <laughs> listened to last weekly and included Simpson it. member of the Simpson, Simpson family eating ramen. What about you, Tone? I like the little guy, the face that's throwing up green puke. That 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 just it, it's kind of, it kind of uh, it it just takes an encounter and it takes all of my feelings when driving to New York. I just feel like throwing up when you're driving to New York. So that's what I. What about you, Kevin? Well, I thought that would symbolize <laughs> the people that were actually behind you that were always that they were terrified that they're going to be killed at any moment. <laughs> but for me, I actually my my uh, my spirit emoji would be the upside down smiley face. <laughs> because it's just like okay yeah i'm smiling but i'm definitely off <laughs> this world is crazy i'm it's turned me upside down i don't know if i ever be right side up again but i'm still trying to smile so that would be my choice so let's move on from emojis what else was going on on wednesday sherry absolutely so some techies' security systems are making them feel less secure. Why does the word techies feel like a judgment in that sentence? At the beginning of... (laughs) (laughs) At the beginning of February, Google announced it would be adding built-in Google Assistant support to Nest Guard, the Nest security systems hub and keypad. This was quite a shock to many users because before then, the security systems product page didn't mention that it included a microphone. In a statement about the situation, Google said, the microphone has never been on and is only activated when users specifically enable the option. The page has since been updated and now mentions the microphone. Guys, was not mentioning the built-in microphone an honest mistake or okay. was it I Big did, Brother no reading your diary for customer research? That releases statements was British. Oh my god, that's amazing. We go above was British. Last week, yes, of course. <laughs> All right, so, uh, <laughs> do you want to go first? No, I just want to know. say that I, I would assume that that would be the Apple spokesperson that speaks like like that, <laughs> not the Google, not the Google. The Google guy is more oh like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, how much is that? Uh, no, I, I I really feel like, I don't know, like, uh, we're, we're so we're so at ease with Alexa at home um, and with Google, with Google, what's the other one? Google Home and now, you know, Nest and Apple has, uh, there's so many of them at home. So, so I assume there's a mic on everything I buy nowadays and I run around, um, it's like we've given up all our privacy. So I'm not surprised that they did that, but I am surprised that no one actually opened one of those bad boys up and noticed it before. What do you guys think of that? Wow. Okay. Okay. All of us aren't cool with, you know, I got an Echo Dot a while ago, and that thing was always, that little blue light would start spinning. I'd say any random thing, and it would start spinning, and I'd be like, it would remind me that it was there listening to everything, and it creeped me out oh my god and there are people that have it in every room that was in my living room i felt uncomfortable i can't imagine having it in your bedroom my god the things that that thing hears no not cool 
not comfortable <laughs> with that at all. Uh, oh yeah, my, it is. It is unplugged in a drawer. So it's you on, removed it's on it. Permanent time out. <laughs> so if anybody needs one and wants one, I'll give you one at a at a oh. <laughs> But um, uh, no. Okay, first of all, it, oh is my a, it is not an accident that they left off the microphone uh, was in the device. First of all, they brag about every little minute. Have you ever read a product description of any electronic gear? They list all kinds of things as features that aren't like it has an on button. Like that's not a feature. <laughs> Just like being able, oh, you can turn it on as well as off. Wow, what great, what great features. So the idea that they didn't make <laughs> I don't I I find it hard to believe that that was an accident. And who knows? And they claim that it, it, that you actually have to turn it on. It's like Absolutely. yeah. Right. It could also be hacked. It could also be hacked by outside people that might want to listen in on an ex or something <laughs> like that. Who knows what's going on? So not cool. What do you what, what do you think, Sherry? Um, I think it's definitely reading uh, the diary for customer research. Um, uh, we know that it's going on, though. Maybe with the nasty, wouldn't have expected it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always Sonsho looking like said, looking like, at my toaster, like a little it. shiftily, like, "What are you doing? <laughs> what are you? What are you up to? Yeah, you're not so <laughs> kind of like innocent steel. <laughs> oh no! All right, <laughs> well, what else was going on on Wednesday? Well. Okay, so also on Wednesday, for those of you who thought that the Apple's $1,000 iPhone XS was way too affordable, at Wednesday's Galaxy Unpacked event, Samsung introduced its new Galaxy Fold phone for a slightly <laughs> less affordable $1,900. Yay! <laughs> so, guys, are you willing to open your wallet for a phone that opens wow. to a 7.3-inch no. infinity no. flex display? <laughs> well, first of all, she, first of all, Sherry was being angry. It's a no for me as well. Because she said it was that's an easy no. $980, for, and that's for the cheapest possible version of it. Well, no, I just felt like, well, again, for some and of us, I knew that you would correct that, me. Kevin. So, <laughs> I, I, I would have bought it if it was only $1,900, but $1,980 makes it just prices it right out of my price range. But I have to uh -huh. admit, it is amazing looking. It is absolutely amazing. This is the stuff that techie dreams are made of. And I honestly, I shouldn't admit this, but I, I won't admit anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if. Some people were watching the video demonstration of that phone, and they might have needed Kleenex after watching it. I'm not sure who those people are. They're not me. Well, might have. Whoa! He's not a devour meal, Kevin. Calm down. <laughs> wow. Oh my God! This episode of Last Weekly would be banned by the Super Bowl. We would, we would, this, we would not be allowed to be a Super Bowl commercial featuring this clip. All right, okay. So let's move on to Thursday. Oh no, no, we have. Oh, I'm sorry. We have. We have one more story for uh, for uh, for Wednesday. Sorry. Actually, there's a little bit more tech news. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so, guys, in more tech news, Elon Musk says that he's certain Tesla cars will be ready to drive themselves by the end of the year. Of course, if regulators will allow it. <laughs> Are you guys ready to let something oh, other than Jesus take the wheel? Um, uh, I mean, I'll go first since you guys are speechless. Um, okay. On the one hand, anything that he makes, I would like be like a super fan girl, slobbery mouth flowing out of my water. Um, but, (laughs) but at the same time, it would be kind of creepy and not because of the car, only because of the other drivers on the road and I would be concerned about the car's response to the other drivers on the road. So I wouldn't be afraid of the car itself. I would be afraid about the drivers and the cars. Okay. Well, I guess that means it would be the car. I, uh, yes, I'll do I it. I can't wait for driverless cars to be on our roads. Honestly, I can't. Um, the, the level of coordination we're going to get from, from all cars being driven autonomously is going to be amazing. Um, injuries and deaths are going to go down dramatically. Um, human beings are just yes, really inefficient yeah. drivers, honestly. And I, and I know in, in 20, 30 years, we're going to have people saying, oh, your father still drives himself. And, and that's exactly what you're going to hear because there's going to be people who are going to hold on for dear life because they enjoy driving. But this is the future, and people need to get on board. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to, to this day, and I hope that it comes even sooner because the more driverless cars we have, the fewer fatalities we'll have. So right now, the technology is at a point where it drives as good as a human, and it's only going to get better. So what about you, Kevin? Are you waiting for a personal chauffeur? Oh, well, first of all, we've already established that I don't trust my toaster. So <laughs> the idea that I'm going to get in a car and be like, hey, and then have it take me there, I am just, A, I, I'm just, I'm nervous about it on just the surface. And then also, what about hacking? It is a giant computer that weighs thousands of pounds and can drive you off a cliff. What if somebody hacks into it? What if, you know, yeah. So what if some racist Trump supporter hacks into my new driverless car? <laughs> I, on your way to Trader Joe's. On my way to Trader Joe's. It would, it would kill me and a bunch of Bernie supporters along with me. So I'm a little nervous. You know what? I'll, I'll say this much. Once the driverless cars can hover, I'm on board. Until they're hovering, no dice. I saw that episode of Doctor Who where uh, the um, autonomous cars were hacked. Exactly. Only so Doctor Who could save be, them. You know, we don't have Doctor Who yet in our universe. All right, so now I think we can safely move on to Thursday. Thursday. Well, <laughs> to Thursday, yes. All right, so guys, on Thursday... Jesse Smollett surrendered himself to police at 5 a.m. Central Time (laughs) when he was arrested on charges of filing a false police report. The charges stem from a report Smollett filed on January 29th stating that he was attacked by two men who shouted racial and homophobic slurs and referenced MAGA. After releasing two former suspects over the weekend, police said they wanted to interview Smollett again and days later declared him a suspect. During a press conference, 
Thursday morning, Chicago PD Superintendent Eddie Johnson said that Smollett staged the attack because he was dissatisfied with his salary. Johnson also said Smollett sent the letter threatening himself to Fox, the Empire Studio. Fox's Empire announced it was cutting back on Smollett's scenes and shooting schedule earlier this week, and producers of the series are contemplating suspending him from the show. So, guys... If Smollett is found guilty of the current charges against him, he could be sentenced to one to three years. Let me just say, do you really think he should go to jail if he did the, this? The, I don't. His lawyers should definitely get paid what they get paid because surrendering yourself at five a.m. in the morning is a great we meet a great way to dodge all the cameras or the reporters. He didn't surrender himself at five in the afternoon or nine in the morning at five a.m. So that was a pretty genius move to avoid all the cameras. Uh, this story. Just on last weekly alone has, has been a, a, a definitely a roller coaster ride. Um, it's, it, there's been a lot of uh, inconsistencies, a lot of questions, um, and it's definitely sparked a lot of people to be angry online. Um, so, with that said, I just wanted to just oppose. Kevin, what do you think? Oh, you wow. asked the first. Okay. okay, you said nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you said nothing there. <laughs> the question was, do you think if this is true? Should he go to jail? He could serve up to from uh, from one to three years. And so I'm going to put it right back at you, Tone. If it is proven that he staged this, should he go to jail? You know what? That's a really tough question because I, I my thinking that if um, someone commits a crime which is nonviolent, which is nonviolent, I repeat, we should seek um, new ways to to punish people and also put people um I think this should be shaming to that. So I find it hard to put a man in prison for something that's nonviolent. I think he should be thoroughly shamed. He should be thoroughly fined. He should be thoroughly fired. Um I think he should hold his head down low and he should get like some crazy community service where he wanted to be famous and get more money. So I think they should put him on the street with a broom. Um uh, but I don't know about therapy. I, I think I think I, I think a good shaming is isn't due for him first. But I don't know. I really think is putting a man in jail for something nonviolent like this. I think we should shame him if anything, um, and make sure he pays all the fees that go along with this long investigation. All these resources that were sucked up. That's what I think. All right. <clears throat> oh my God! I'm gonna jump in here, uh, Tone. I agree. One thousand, hundred thousand, million, trillion, billion. I need some new numbers. Okay, I th- I Somebody thought, help I me. Percent. Seriously, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't think people should go to jail like that for a non-violent offense. I feel that way too. Seriously, I do not think he should lose three years of his life and be with people who actually did commit violent offenses for doing this. He does need some sort of retribution, whatever, uh, I guess, punishment. But I do not think that jail time oh, behind right. bars, okay. losing his now freedom is the answer. No, 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 no. Absolutely. He should go to jail. Okay, we're, we're listening. First of all, not only is it about not. all the time. Chicago is uh, one of the most, is, is I think the murder capital of uh, the United States as far as the city with the most murders. So all of this police uh, time that was spent investigating this hoax, 
how many killers got away? How many people were also hurt or maybe killed because the police didn't get that other person in time because they were investigating a hoax? Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm yes, yes, what? yes, yeah. I let you finish. Wait, 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 wait a second. So what you're saying is Jesse Smollett's crime clogged no, up no, like what I'm, the the what 911 I'm, no, operator line and then all the police officers were sent to file figures saying that they were attacked on the street. A lot of man hours went into investigating yes. this. There's only but wait. Yes. Let me let me no, not emerge. I'm saying there But you're saying there wasn't enough to cover the emergencies all the time in Chicago about different crimes most a lot of them being murder. My point is you have a hundred cops doing investigations. If you if you have to if you'd have to take twenty or thirty of them over to go look into the Jesse Smollett situation, that means there's thirty cops that aren't looking at murder cases and other rape cases. They're focused on this for the time being. What other crimes could have happened because that they weren't basically working on those other cases and arresting somebody who did something else? So that to me is very serious. And also. The, what it's going to do to the next person who is attacked uh, in a uh, has a racist attack or a homophobic attack or uh, you know uh, any kind of uh, abuse kind of situation, they're going to be less apt to come forward because there are so many people, unfortunately, who want to put out there and and actually shame victims or or want to believe that there is no such thing as people being uh, attacked for their race or their sexual orientation, that the only kind of racism that exists is reverse racism, something that Fox News invented. So I think this is an incredibly serious crime. Do I think that he should be going to a jail uh, with violent criminals? No, he should go to a jail where other people go that commit other kinds of, that commit other kinds of fraud or nonviolent crimes. So he should absolutely go to jail. So the next person won't think that if I want to boost my career, it's cool to, uh, to send police on a wild goose chase for a few weeks. Okay, so question. So um, what's that jail called? Uh, sorry, guys, I only know this term for it, uh, well, white people well, there's, blue-collar there's jail. What is that jail uh, called? The one where it's like a resort and you get TV and all uh, that stuff? Was, I think the one that Martha Stewart went to would be considered. Uh, uh, they had very low-level nonviolent offenders were in that jail. Right. Some place like that is where I believe Jesse Smollett should go. This is a nonviolent crime. <laughs> But well, what well, if he doesn't get to go to that when he only gets to go to the other one? Like that, he would not be a general population. He, um, being uh, being somebody of some kind of note, they would probably put him in protective custody while he was serving his time. But the point is, he needs to serve some kind of time. Now, Kevin, um, even though I don't think we should send Jesse Smollett to jail for this, I do think he should be penalized, like I said, and shamed and fined thoroughly. Um, but I do think... I do think he's still going to go to jail. Like, if you ask me, do I? What the, I think if he will go, do probably six to nine if they find him guilty of this. So I think he might do some months, definitely. Uh, but should he? I, I don't know. I think we should put him to work. Like they should put one of those sandwich boards on him, like the people that, that advertise Subway and say I lied on it. Like for every week he has to stand out there or something. Well, first of all, he's not going to. There, there will be good behavior and everything like that. So he, he will not serve even if he gets the maximum sentence of three years. I'd be shocked if he served a full year with good mm -hmm. behavior and all that kind of stuff. He would be out, I believe, in yet less than a year. 
And I would be cool with him being publicly shamed during uh, when he's on probation. That seems cool to me. So um, also, there was also more news on the case on Friday. Uh, let's see. Uh, in a new statement, Empire Executive Producers said to avoid further disruption on set, we have decided to remove the role of Jamal from the final two episodes of the season. And that is the, uh, Jamal is the character that Jesse Smollett plays. So I am happy that he will not, uh, that at least they, they're taking the character off for now. But I actually am kind of saddened that if they remove the character altogether, then that means one less, uh, you know, uh, character, a member of the LGBT community that happens to be of color. I hope that they just recast the role as opposed to removing the character altogether. Um, if uh, Jesse Smollett is removed from the show or he ends up going to jail uh, or is ultimately fired from the show, just recast. Also, this is kind of related to this story. Shockingly, Donald Trump had a lot to say about Jesse Smollett, but he had nothing to say about the arrest of a Coast Guard Lieutenant, Christopher uh, Hasten, and uh, his alleged plot to commit mass murder and kill prominent journalists and Democratic politicians. The white supremacist hit list included Representative Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez of New York, Senator Chuck Schumer of New York, Cory Booker of New Jersey, Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut, Kamala Harris of California, as well as former rep Beto O'Rourke of Texas. Uh, also, uh, some journalists, uh, CNN's uh, Don Lemon, uh, Chris Cuomo, uh, and Van Jones. And on MSNBC, he also wanted to kill Chris Hayes, Ari Melber, and Joe Scarborough. The president's silence on this case isn't only deafening, it tells you all you need to know about this man. So much to say about Jesse, nothing to say about this. Now, Trump was, well, I got one last thing to say. Trump was forced to say something. When he was asked about okay. this case by reporters today, his response was, it's very sad. So. <laughs> Okay, in the president's defense, if it can so be called that, perhaps he hasn't okay, heard about all, the story wait, because everybody's just talking about what? the Jesse Smollett case. If you if you turn on anything, sub, uh, like you turn on the news, if you turn on Twitter, if you turn on Facebook, everybody's talking about Jesse Smollett. Why okay, anybody you know, is talking about that guy who like wanted to like assassinate was, like, a regular person <laughs> as opposed to the irregular person that he is? This was a member of the military, an active duty military person. The president would be informed of the fact that a military member was arrested for plotting a huge terrorist attack. So my guess is, oh, because they're focused on Jesse Smollett. I don't and understand so why people aren't talking about it more. Uh, Seriously. Like the Fox News crowd, they're not going to cover it because the whole idea of the Jesse Smollett thing, this is one reason I think he should go to jail, is they, this gives them a chance to push the narrative that this uh, people that have attacked or, or said, you know, verbally attacked, you know, uh, Trump supporters uh, and said that they were violent and that racist, racist attacks and threats have gone up. They want to dismiss that and point to Jesse Smollett. So they don't want to look over at the fact that, yes, not only does this man have a hit list and tons of guns and a plan 
and was just arrested. We're not going to talk about that. Let's focus on Jesse Smollett. And no wall would stop this man. <laughs> let's, let's make that clear. No wall would have stopped I this have guy. a... Thank you. Preach. Preach. Wow. <laughs> wow. Take that. Uh, I have a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, okay, so from the very beginning, listen to this Justice Smollett thing. It didn't make sense at all. And as the story has progressed, it didn't make sense. It made less sense. It's like actually like unfathomable. Here's my theory. My conspiracy theory. Um, I feel like someone orchestrated this that wasn't him. Okay, no, no, no. Question. What if someone orchestrated this and paid him tons and tons of money to pull off this? Well, to obviously get caught, right? But to like do this whole thing. That's what I think as a possible uh, conspiracy theory. Someone paid him to do this to distract. I don't know. What? Wow. But it must have been a lot I'm of money. That's my honest right opinion. Because it absolutely is so bizarre that he would no, it's bizarre. Out, but yeah, so if there's a billionaire out there that paid him a billion dollars, he did for nothing, and right? Humiliated and risk going to jail for a, a couple of years, and then that would be an incredible story. I hope, I, I hope that the Daily Mail, instead of watching Malia Obama drink drink wine with friends on the beach i hope that they get i hope they look into this and and, and find out if the Koch brothers uh, or some other billionaire gave jesse smollett money to basically blow his life up and also blow the credibility of all the victims Absolutely. of anybody who was screened well, uh, injustice like this is like looking right. back he really dealt a huge blow to not just progressive values but but to anybody who would be, who's been victimized or anybody who will be victimized, like this really gave people who um who who wear this red hat and use it as an excuse uh, to attack people. Like it basically gave them carte blanche. Like now they can say, well, anything that happens is fake news from now on. So I think that is horrible what happened there. Oh, absolutely. So um, I actually have another story that broke on Friday because. For some reason, ever since we started doing this show, the news re- refuses to stop on Fridays. I'm like, come on, ease up. We... <laughs> so our copy team worked all night Thursday writing copy for the show. Why, have to, why do we have to do more stories on Friday? All right. So on Friday, after decades of allegations of harassment and misconduct and worse, singer R. Kelly, uh, uh, Singer R. Kelly on Friday, a judge issued a no-bail arrest warrant for the singer related to, count them, 10 charges of aggravated sexual abuse in Chicago. The charges, uh, the charges list four victims, three of them between the ages of 13 and 17. Uh, uh, the alleged crimes were committed between 1998 and 2010. R. Kelly will appear in court on Saturday. What do you guys think? Wow. I did not hear about this. <laughs> That's um, why people listen to Last Weekly, so you can get, you can get the latest news. Um, I don't... As, as shocking as that is, that, that news, I, I'm, not, I'm not shocked. Uh, I think a lot of people, after the, 
that 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 show that aired um what was it surviving r kelly was that the name yeah of it? surviving r kelly surviving r kelly a lot of people were just wondering like why where are the charges or where's the criminal side of this so i'm not surprised at all about that but i'm, I'm just surprised that it, that it did happen it just seemed like he just had immunity at this point to get away sherry what do you think That's also a very reasonable response. I just feel sick. Kevin? Well, I'm sick about the fact that it took this long. This, again, reminds me of the other story we were talking about earlier, about how when something doesn't happen, how other things can happen because of it. The first video that uh, that was re- that we had about R. Kelly having sex with, like, a child came out more like a decade ago or mm-hmm. something or more than that and all of the other victims that were abused in the time that nothing happened to him for that, that first video again i still don't understand what kind of magical lawyers were able to get him off that time so hopefully they have enough evidence to stop you know the ghost of johnny cochran from getting him off i don't know what the hell they're going to be able to do uh, uh, his attorneys because there's so many charges. There's so many witnesses. I'm hoping that he'll actually go down for this, but honestly, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I am, I am really dubious when it comes to fame. And if you have enough money, uh, justice doesn't always seem to work out. And we talked about the B.R. Kelly uh, movement here on the show. And it, it's, it just seemed like he it's been it's going on for decades now, right? And um and no, no progress has been made, even though a lot of people have come forward. And what's even worse is his 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 uh, music uh, uh, streaming uh, numbers went up uh, after Surviving R. Kelly premiered. I mean, testament from dozens of women about the being abused by him, and dozens of stories about him abusing underage girls. And people that actually made them want to go listen to his music more. That is so. Talk about feeling sick. Talk about feeling depressed. Actually, actually, um, I, oh my gosh, Jada Pinkett, she made an Instagram post about that very thing. She said, People, I need you to help me understand how come R. Kelly's. Um, use, uh, sales have increased since all this happened. She said, be honest with me. Like, I want you to tell me if you were someone who just went and listened to it, if you just bought it, I want you to tell me why, because I'm confused. And people were overwhelmingly saying that they were looking for clues in his well, the, music. Okay, the, they wanted wow. to well, see what all, they missed. Overwhelmingly. I can fly to figure out that this man's a pedophile. I mean, the man married uh, singer Aaliyah while she was a child. I still don't understand how that even was allowed to happen. I don't know where they did. They, did they get married in Mississippi? No, no offense. We love our Mississippi fans. Anyway, uh, I have no idea how he, he managed to do that. I don't understand how her parents weren't locked up for child endangerment, letting, letting their, 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 uh, their, their uh, early teenage daughter marry an adult man. I have zero idea. So, yeah, if you want to figure things out, you don't need to listen to R. Kelly's greatest hits to do it. All right. Well, that's what people were doing overwhelmingly was to get an understanding. How come they didn't know? How come they didn't see it? It wasn't people being wow. like, I don't care. R. Right. Kelly's still my man. I'm not sure I buy that, but okay. All right.
right, so let's move on to our favorite part of the show. Tone, introduce it. Trailer talk. Trailer talk. Okay, on Trailer Talk, let's first talk about <laughs> Bye Bye Frank and Bye Bye Jessica. We all knew it was happening, but it hurts nonetheless. Netflix has officially canceled all their Marvel Netflix shows. Say it with me. All their Marvel Netflix shows were serving no! cancellation. Yes, Jessica Kevin. Jessica. Jessica, The Punisher, you're out of here. Iron Fist, you're out of here. Daredevil, you're out of here. The Defenders, you're out of here. You're all out of here. And this cancellation... Wait, 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 wait. But Luke Cage is okay, right? He's out of here, Kevin. Oh, he's no! <laughs> I was just waiting. <laughs> so, you said us up, Kevin. of Jessica Jones was actually very epic because this is the first time they canceled the show even before they released the season. The season's already been filmed. It's already in the can. And, they, and, the, and Netflix said basically they wanted to... Um, announced the cancellation of Jessica Jones even before the season premieres because they want uh, an opportunity for the talent behind the show to actually go on and find other jobs. They don't want them to stick around thinking there might be another season and lose opportunities. So it was because of their dear hearts that they told them, you're fired. So you heard it? Hold on. Please. I have a question. Is is this because... Kevin, do you uh, want to shed some light? Or should I talk about the horrible Disney-Netflix feud? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's okay. Good, that's what I wanted the, to know. The okay, here so is that it's because they're moving. Had, had a deal to air these shows, and they were paying Disney a lot of money for these shows. And Disney now is going from a content provider to Netflix to actually be a content rival. When they're they're actually launching their own streaming service, it's called Disney Play, and it's going to be a, a direct competitor to Netflix. So. Netflix did not want to continue expanding the Disney brand by promoting these shows, which are Disney shows. So they figured they cancel them in order to separate and also kind of hurt Disney. Now okay. Disney has to come up with some new original content. That's not these shows. There's a two year non-compete clause on these shows. So we won't be seeing the Punisher, Daredevil, Jessica Jones and company for at least two years on a Disney streaming. If it is get picked up. What? Yeah. I- yeah, I'm really upset about because to me the actors wow, who plays, the actress who plays Jessica Jones are perfection. They are perfectly cast. Dead I'm on. Re- I am really upset. I I hope I'm hoping against hope that the final season of Jessica Jones they knew that it was the end was coming and they're going to have some kind of satisfying you know conclusion. And I hope they wove Luke Cage because the whole it all began with Jessica Jones and then Luke Cage was a character on that show. And it got and he got spun off. I hope that they they're able to re uh, weave him into the fabric of her show to have some kind of conclusion for both her story and uh, his story. So I'm I'm hoping again. So probably it's probably not going to happen. But I am not cool with it. Netflix, you're basically cutting off your nose to spite your face. You're pissing off your fans for no reason. No reason. We're mad. I'm so mad. Angry emoji. Oh my license plate. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell, yeah. I'm only you're sleeping on the couch tonight, mad with Netflix. But I, but I'll continue. We'll continue to pay you, though. Go ahead. All right. So, <laughs> what else that. is going on in entertainment? I do not need a 40 year old <laughs> white dude to tell me what didn't work for them about a wrinkle in time. That's what Brie Larson said at the Crystal and Lucy Awards. That's right. That's Brie Larson. 
Captain Marvel said that. And that basically started a storm of outrage from fanboys online. Supposed fanboys were upset. And these fanboys are going on different review websites like, like Rotten Tomatoes and posting negative reviews of Captain Marvel. But guess what, boys and girls at home? Captain Marvel hasn't even been released or previewed. So they're posting fake reviews to get at Brie Larson. Did you guys hear about this? Oh, my God. First of all, yeah, I heard about it. But what's so crazy is this shows how incredibly dumb they are. Yeah. All we have to do is look at the dates of it. It's like, well, the movie hasn't come out yet. Well, at least wait for the movie to actually drop and then put up a thousand fake bad reviews. Just so incredibly inane. And the, the idea that uh, these fanboys are so angry at her. There's so many other things to be angry about in the world right now. Brie Larson playing Captain Marvel or not smiling in uh, any of the movie posters is not one of them. I mean, and for those of you who don't know about that, there have actually been fanboys that have been doctoring uh, or... Uh, smiles. <laughs> adding smiles to Brie Larson because they're upset that she's not smiling and then also that her costume isn't revealing enough. I would, I'd love to know if, uh, if they were uh, also adding smiles to like Chris Evans as uh, Captain America. Mm-hmm. All the other male superheroes. Again, I never. I, did you ever notice that uh, uh, Man of Steel was was Superman smiling ever? No. Did anybody care that we could? No. That we didn't see his bare chest and his. He he wasn't wearing a speedo as his costume. A speedo and a cape as his costume. No. Nobody cared. So for some reason we're upset about Brie Larson because we can't see her rack in her Captain Marvel house, uh, costume. Sherry, give him some more. Wow. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. It feels kind of like for people who are like uh, photoshopping smiles on her face, it's like you owe us something. To, I don't to, know. It's, it's really freaking more, weird. Um, I mean, color to, to the comments that she made whatever. about four-year-old white guys. Um, giving her opinions about wrinkle in time. She was basically speaking to, to a greater problem, which is the fact that there's a disproportionate amount of women who are in a position to review movies. And she was just basically saying that, that she wants to hear different voices, more diversity when it comes to the reviewing of movies and, and projects that she's in. Right now, it's mostly a male-dominated profession as far as reviewing movies. And she was just speaking to that. She wasn't saying that she doesn't want white guys to review her movies. She was just saying that she wants other people as well. And speaking to that, guys, there was a UCLA diversity report that came out, and they found that um, despite representing 40% of the U.S. population, people of color only made up 19.8% of film leads. That's right. So we're 40% of the population, but only 198 are actually film leads. So there's a great disproportionate amount of people when it comes to representing the population as a whole. So we need more diversity. That's what Brie Larson was speaking to. And I think these fanboys have held on to the wrong thing. What do you think, Kevin? Oh, I absolutely agree uh, with this, what the study found. I mean, anybody that watches television or uh, sees as many movies as people like us do, uh, people that love entertainment, uh, know that, yeah, when it comes to movies being made, most of them, not only uh, is there uh, a bias when it comes to race, there's also a bias when it comes to gender. Most movies are starring men and those no- normally starring white men. Even when it's, the, what I love about it, even when it's a story like Green Book, when it's a story about the struggle of a black character, 
there's still going to be white people are going to have a major or a starring role in the movie. Look at a movie like The Help. It's always about a white person who comes in and, and sees somebody of color being oppressed, and they're like, I'll fix it. Um, so, <laughs> I'll fix it. I'll handle this. <laughs> so... So even even in a people a person of color story, it's still a, a white man who is the star of it. And the same thing when it's a story about a woman, it's still a man. It's a man who's the star of a story of a woman's struggle or, or her story. So yeah, it, you can definitely see that things aren't right in Hollywood when it comes to diversity. Better, but not not great yet. Not even close. What do you think, uh, Sherry? Um, All right. <laughs> I agree with everything you just so, said. So I'm shocked to hear that, but let's move on. <laughs> well, for this next story, I want you to think deeply in your minds. What you're going to do with Chris Hemsworth plays Hulk Hogan and he runs wild over you. That's right, guys. Chris Hemsworth will be playing Hulk Hogan in a biofilm, a biopic, a biofilm, a biopic directed by Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips is the same guy who directed Old School. He directed The Hangover. He'll be directing a new Joker movie that's coming out this upcoming Halloween. And this particular movie with Chris Hemsworth as the Hulk, Hulk Hogan, that is, he, um, it'll be focusing specifically on Hulkamania and how he became Hulk Hogan. So it won't feature or touch on any of the controversies that happened later in Hulk Hogan's life. Are you guys ready for some Hulkamania or okay. not? Not even remotely ready. And I just love how convenient this is. It's just like, oh, you know, uh, back before the N-word controversy where he's caught on tape using the N-word and before he was videotaped uh, having sex with a friend's wife, uh, we're going to focus on before that. As if he wasn't using the N-word back in the 80s, too. Like, oh, only in the 2000s did he get super racist. So, So, like, oh, yeah, nice try. And also, who did Hulk Hogan have to pay to get Chris Hensworth to play him? What, wow. In what universe does 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 uh, does Hulk Hogan look that is funny yeah. like Chris Hensworth? And is there enough spray tan in the world to make him even close to the 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 the, the, the shade of tangerine that Hulk Hogan was all through my childhood? So I have no idea what is happening, and I'm not cool with it. I'm not cool with you, Chris Hensworth. Not cool. What do you think, Sherry? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not really a fan of Hulk Hogan. I grew up watching him, though. Uh, I would, I would. Okay, I'm not going to rate wow. the movie. Wow. I'm not talking about that. Okay, oh, so wow. I'd see it. Is I'd go see it. Is this about seeing Chris Hemsworth yeah, wearing those no yellow, shirt those, on. Those, uh, wearing those yellow, uh, those yellow uh, wrestling uh, speedo deals, <sighs> whatever those are called? Not exactly, but I, I don't really find any so far. I haven't watched all of them, but I haven't seen a Chris Hemsworth Hemsworth movie that I thought was crap. Well, why don't you just so go to Google on the after alone, I would watch it. As opposed to supporting this piece of crap. But all right, <laughs> to each his own. What about you, Tone? How do you feel? Uh, <laughs> I, I do. I'm in the, I'm 79, baby, and and I grew up with a Hulk Hogan uh, figure that you put on your thumb. I had the Hulk Hogan, the flexible one that was, was like made of rubber, and I almost chewed off his leg. 
Like, we all grew up with The Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, um, uh, Andre the Giant, Ultimate Warrior, Legion of Doom. Like, I was a big wrestling fan growing up. And when I found that the wrestling was fake, my heart broke like so many others. And I, at that point, I kind of became distant with wrestling. But I still look back on it fondly. So to, to now as a grown man, to, to look at the, the people who are behind wrestling and, you know, when you find out that the people are human and some people are very flawed, it, it, it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a dichotomy. Like part of me is like, it does like look at it back and is happy like as a child looking at it. But as a man, it's, it's very hard to like hear these people say these things and take these actions like Hulk Hogan, for example, like and to see him as the person that I grew up watching. So I just can't separate the two, unfortunately. So I still still look at those years fondly, but I won't support a movie that that hasn't today because I don't think, like he said, like it, even if he he did apologize and said, you know what, this is not who I am today, you know, and I said these things, that means that he was saying that all throughout his young, uh, like he was saying that throughout his young life. Like if he apologized for later in life after he said it, that means that he thought this way when I when I was a fan of him back then. I don't know. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's Absolutely, and I—that's one thing that, that I have a real problem with the, the way that you're saying it's going to the movie's going to be framed. It's not going to deal with all, all the different incidents that happen later in life. But again, if you're using the N word, and he was using it for really, really in the 2000s, then yeah, he was using it in the 80s. He was using it in the 70s and everything in between. So I, I, not cool. I don't support Hulk Hogan. I'm the people that are trying to basically soften him up now and represent rebrand him and bring him back like oh he suffered enough not enough for me not enough for me and one other thing for those of you who actually thought the wrestling was ever real i am shocked even as a child the idea the referee never saw anything people were being hit with folding chairs repeatedly <laughs> and the referee never saw any of it it's oh the good old days that anybody as it's as it literally in my high chair i was like oh this shit is fake it is high chair. Oh my God. <laughs> but as a kid i grew up hoping one day i'll be able to hit somebody with a folding chair and get away with it like that's wow. what we all wondered <laughs> oh my god i'm sorry uh, hey, i even this i got so upset it made me work uh, i i sorry I, I, I went pg-13 and i apologize <laughs> I'm so sorry. All right, what's the next story where I hopefully will not curse about? <laughs> wow. Well, in the next story, I'd like to say a very special congratulations to Old Man Logan. That's right. Hugh Jackman, along with Patrick Stewart, excuse me, Sir Patrick Stewart, became a world record holder for longest career as a live-action Marvel superhero for the respective portrayals of Wolverine and Professor X. Now, their careers have spanned over 16 years. That's right, 16 years since these X-Men became X-Men. So not only does Hugh Jackman now, he's hogging up a Grammy. He's hogging up a Tony. He's hogging up an Emmy. The man also has a, a Guinness World Record right now. So Oscars, where are you at? Because Mr. Jackman needs you. Comments. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a, actually a lot of people were thinking that he was gonna, if not win, wow. be nominated for an Oscar for playing Wolverine in Logan. He should have. A, a lot of people were really shocked that he didn't even get a nomination. Um, maybe now with the barrier being broken by Black Panther being nominated for Best Picture, that maybe incredible performances like Hugh Jackman's uh, in Logan will actually get the attention they deserve. Correcto, Mundo Sherry. <laughs>
Um, I I like him in everything, and I yeah, also I, respect I him as an actor. So, just, again, it's I'm good for me. Star Trek Next Generation. It's just like I love the original Star Trek, but I always like Captain Kirk. Always kind of annoyed me. I'm like, can we focus on somebody besides you? And but I was but I was all about uh, Jean Luc Picard. So yeah. anything, any awards that Patrick's uh, Sir Patrick Stewart garners, I again I, I second that emotion. He should, he should also get a freaking World Guinness World Book of Records absolutely, for absolutely. Um, being the best meme. Like Patrick Stewart's um, Jean Luc Picard, like he's become the best meme. Like whenever somebody says something stupid, I, I do. I, I send them the one where he has his hand like face palming, like oh, he's the best. <laughs> you know what I talk about those memes with Patrick Stewart? As, yes, as I do. I do. Ah, uh, those are the best memes. And you know, it's funny when when I saw on Twitter uh, uh, this afternoon that R. Kelly had been arrested. I immediately posted a Patrick Stewart meme saying, "Make it so." So, oh my god! Oh god, Patrick my Stewart, god. the bomb. So yeah, I'm I'm really a fan of these two, and it, it's hard. It's hard being a 40 year old. Um, what a 39 I'm not 40 I'm 39 it's hard being a 39 year old man nowadays because every damn person that you admired growing up is doing something horrible and you got and you got to freaking disavow you got to disavow like they're freaking on some type of agent on um mission impossible disavow so it's nice to have two guys that you can still look up to and say yo these guys are doing great and Hugh Jackman even though he does a, a, his fair share of singing which I don't support I still support his acting I support him wholeheartedly even though I don't appreciate all the singing, please. You disavow his singing, but you support his acting. I support his acting. So kudos to Hugh Jackman and Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> what else is going on in entertainment? Uh, so we got some Netflix news yes. coming in. These are quick bits. Quick bits. Bits quicks. <laughs> I, I guess I want a, I want something quick. Uh, so Haunting on, Haunting on uh, Hill House is getting a season two. Um, looks like it's going to be a new character, so looks like the cast might be changing. If you guys didn't see Haunt, yeah, Haunting on Hill House was so awesome. If you guys did not see it at home, oh. you're definitely missing out. Go binge it now. And if you're not a fan of horror, don't be scared, folks, because the storytelling is so strong on this series that you, you'll just get you'll just get sucked into the, to this story. So. Haunting of Hill House Season 2 is coming out. Okay, I do have something to say about the Haunting of uh, Hill House Season 2. Actually, there's there's new news that just broke. Oh, God. It's actually, it's actually going to be about the uh, the uh, book uh, and a uh, move based on the uh, book and the early movies, Turn of the Screw. And it's a story about a nanny who goes to a gothic mansion to uh, care for two children. And you can't have a gothic mansion that it doesn't isn't like packed to the ceilings, the rafters with ghosts. So I, I, I fear for that poor nanny's safety. <laughs> things are going to go well for her. I'm I'm guessing Netflix is Netflix would not do a show about it if things went well for her. This is not Mary Poppins, people. <laughs> That's the question. Um, if it's going to be a different house, is this a different tell house the story and have it take place in Hill House at a different period of time? Because remember. The, the the Hill House, the, the show we saw took place today and in the 90s. So that means they can tell even more stories about the house that happened like 100 years ago or more, depending on when they're saying the house uh, was initially made, or it can just be a completely different house. Um, that's, that is still up to debate, but it is going to be based on uh, Turn of the Screw. That's so cool. Mm. Okay, got it. 
Also, I want to say for anyone who hasn't seen Haunting on Hill House, I highly recommend it. I'm not into uh, scary or horror or anything like that. But as Tone said, the storytelling is so good. Like, I I didn't care how scary it was. I had to know what was going to happen. And when it was over, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a wonderful experience. So, yeah, watch it. amazing. And it had one of the most satisfying moments. All I can compare it to is uh, Hordor. Uh, or Hodor, Hodor. Anyway, from uh, Game of Thrones, <laughs> there is a there's a Hodor moment or Hodor moment that happens that'll take your breath away. I thought you were talking about Bitcoin, like Hodor, like Holder. That's what they say on Bitcoin. No, Hodor. You know Hodor. I always pronounce his name wrong. Hold the door, Hodor. Spoilers, people. Spoilers. Oh my gosh. I didn't say. Oh well, fine. You know what? If you if you're just new to Game of Thrones and you're listening to last week, that's on you. That's on you. I never seen Game of Thrones. Oh wait, oh um, I did watch episode one against my right, will, like on. yesterday. Moving on, in more Netflix news. Um, <laughs> well, so China does not have Netflix because there's this, there's censorship problems there, but that didn't stop Netflix from opening their huge pocketbook and purchasing a hit Chinese science fiction film called The Wandering Earth. So we don't know when The Wandering Earth is going to hit Netflix streaming services, but it is coming. And if you guys, um, hopefully we'll talk about the trailer. If you guys saw the trailer, you saw that it's a pretty epic science fiction movie and one that should be checked out. Okay, yeah. Um, but before we talk about the trailer, let me tell uh, let me tell you guys a little bit about the movie. Okay, it says Wandering Earth. Uh, the sun was dying out. People all around the world built giant planet thrusters to move the Earth out of its orbit uh, and to sail Earth to a new star system. Yet the twenty five hundred years journey. Uh, come uh, come with unexpected danger. Well, of course, it'll be dangerous. Um, <laughs> you're moving the Earth to a new location. Uh, unexpected. <laughs> it's going to be dangerous. Move the Earth. Anyway, <laughs> and, oh, oh my God, I'm totally trolling this uh, this uh, this this story. <laughs> oh, I haven't even seen it yet. Anyway, the synopsis. Okay, and in order to save humanity, a group of young people in the age of wandering earth come out boldly to for uh to uh and uh, come out boldly and fought hard for everyone's survival so it shockingly it's dangerous to move a planet people <laughs> no don't move a planet <laughs> if you if you're afraid of danger don't move your planet <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the trailer for this while we're talking. Uh, while we're uh, since we just talked about the 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 movie or the uh, the movie, did uh, did you guys all see the trailer and what did you think? Uh, before you talk about the trailer, Kevin, can you just really quickly summarize for our listeners yes. what's our grading scale? Oh, all right, yes, our grading scale. All right, it's a very easy scale to understand. The if if you absolutely love the trailer and it did what it's supposed to, make you want to put out uh, pay out your hard earned money and go to a theater to see it. Uh, put on actual pants, then you give that movie um uh, you give that movie a movie theater rating. Movie theater means you want to go to the movie theater and see it. And if the movie looks okay, but you're not sure, you might check it out eventually. Then you give that a uh, Netflix because you're going to stream it one day possibly. And if you feel like, oh my god, can I get the three minutes it took me to watch that trailer back? And you are enraged and you want to hurt the cast members that did this travesty. 
then you give it a kill. All right. So what did you guys think of Wandering Earth? Sherry? Uh, sure. Um, so Whoa. I thought it looked awesome. Uh, it looks, as you said, it looks epic. It looks badass. It looks like so many things are happening. I would actually love to see that in the movie theater, but we know that's not going to happen because Netflix bought it. So uh, it has to be a Netflix for me because there is no movie theater. You know, what? actually, people said that you can watch it in like theaters in L.A. But um, aside from that, uh, what yeah, about you, it's Sean? a movie theater, but we'll probably have to be Netflix. It's going to have to be a Netflix, awesome. be a Netflix for me as well because there is no movie theater option. But it was the, the trailer is quite epic. And um, I, I, don't, I don't remember I don't remember the name of this Bruce Willis movie where they go to, I think, to the moon or to, to blow up an asteroid. But this was like, do you know the name? Is that, is that Armageddon? Armageddon, oh. yes. It reminded me of Armageddon. But if some people were like, you yes. know what, hope might be Armageddon. We're going to go bigger. So it's pretty epic looking. I'm definitely going to check it out. All right. For me, um, you may not know this about me because I, I, I've kept it a deep held secret. I don't, en- I don't enjoy reading films. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I prefer reading books and magazines and articles. Oh. <laughs> but seeing this trailer, this is one of the most spectacular looking things. Talk about a bold. This is this is sci-fi people moving the planet. An age of time where pe- we're, we're moving the planet looking for a new star because our sun is dying. I am all about it. My only problem with it is I, I wish that it would be remade immediately in English with American actors, all of, <laughs> all of them being white men. So, <laughs> and, they would, and they'd be totally um, hating Brie Larson. That's called dubbing. Planet to a new location. <laughs> so they'd be like, that bitch. But anyway, <laughs> it looks Wow. Like and um, yeah, I absolutely will check it out when it comes on uh, uh, Netflix. For no other reason, just look at the incredible special effects. When some of the images you see in the trailer where the Earth, the when the first, first time the, the thrust rockets are going off on Earth, it looks amazing. And the ice, the ice world that comes from our uh, dying sun and, you know, our climate change uh, looks spectacular and actually, sadly, like foreshadowing what's to come. So can't wait to check it out. I have an idea, and it's only because I value you as a dear friend. We okay, we could do one of those uh, rooms where you're watching the same movie, okay? And uh, I'm willing to volunteer as the actress that I am. I don't know, Toncho, maybe you would also volunteer. Oh my uh, god! We will in oh real time god. act out the <laughs> subtitles for you. Just when I thought that moving the Earth wasn't dangerous and epic enough, <laughs> having you two <laughs> read the subtitles for me. So I can so I can focus on the spectacular vision as opposed to looking up at the bottom of the screen and reading all the text. Yes, a thousand times. Exactly. Yes. You know what? In the it, in the words of Oh Wayne no, Picard, we're all going to die. Go. What will we do? <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait. It is done. Oh, god. It is done. Oh. 
now. <laughs> so, so is that a kill then, or are you going to Netflix oh, that, Kevin? I'm sorry. Oh, 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 I am absolutely Netflixing it. And if I could go to a theater and have you guys sitting on either side of me reading the subtitles for me so I could focus on all the incredible visuals, that'd be even better. But, but I'll settle for doing it over the phone. Great. Oh so our God. next movie is actually not a movie. It's, okay. it's actually a streaming series. I'm talking about Jordan Peele's reimagining of The Twilight Zone. So there was a trailer that's released right now. It's on CBS All Access, his new show. And what makes this show so interesting is that he's taking the classic Twilight show that we all know and love and the Twilight show theme. He actually remixed the theme. And you guys at home should definitely check this out because not only does it look like an updated modern version of the Twilight show, I love the diversity that he brought into it. Like, there's such a diverse cast and diverse talent. And I'm really looking forward to this because Jordan Peele seems to have a really good knack with horror. And this is something I think is right up his alley. What do you guys think about this trailer? Um, For me, when I think of Jordan Peele, because I'm not experienced with his work really, but I think of him as like a comedy guy. So um, it doesn't really fit for me with the Twilight Zone. That being said... I am super, super, super pumped to watch every freaking episode. I watched the trailer. It looks so good. Like, I want to watch them right now, right now, right now. I don't know what the episodes are going to be about, but it looks juicy. And I'll get over the Jordan thing. Uh, as soon as I watch episode one, I'm sure I'll be fine. It's <laughs> a CBS it is a, it is a <laughs> whatever streaming serve, where, whatever. Then that, then okay, yeah, then, then I'll CBS all right, all access yeah. it. Uh, the funny thing you mentioned, of course, the one note I had about the show you mentioned in your description of it that the remix theme is everything. I love the new version of the Twilight Zone theme. And um, uh, what is the name of the movie that, that he directed that got nominated uh, for best? He won for best screen uh, original screenplay for Get it? Out. Get out, yeah. So yeah, that's that's why he got picked to 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 head up uh, this uh, reimagining of uh, the Twilight Zone because of the the sci-fi horror uh, thriller um, Get Out. So uh, I take it you haven't seen that, Sherry, right? Okay, well that's why. So it wasn't they they didn't watch Keen and Peel no. and, and be like we should have this guy during the Twilight Zone. So <laughs> there's a, there was a method to their madness. Anyway, no, it looks absolutely spectacular. I I agree with Sherry. I am on board. I can't wait to see it. One thing that makes me maybe not be on board is the fact again CBS it's on All CBS Access. All Access. And for those of you who don't know, CBS All Access does not uh uh, uh do shows the way Netflix does, where it drops the full season on yep. day one. It gives you one episode a week uh and then it takes a break in the middle of the season because you could you'd be stressed out watching more than like six episodes in six weeks you needed rest you need to rest your eyes you can put cucumbers on them and wait for a few months <laughs> and then we'll give you the second half of the season one episode at a time not cool cbs all access so i eventually will watch it after the whole season has been dropped then I'll have CBS All Access for a glorious month. I will binge that as well as as well as all of the Star Trek shows, the new genre Picard <laughs> show, and uh, Star Trek Discovery. And I will also uh, watch the uh, Good Wife spinoff, The Good Fight. And then I will drop it like a hot rock. So that is my wow. Rating. Oh, and as far as waiting for it, Sherry, you have to wait until April first. Mm -hmm. That is when. The
when the first episode will be available. April 1st. So I might have to get CBS okay. Alexis, Kevin. I'm with you. I might see CBS Alexis. I just for this series, like uh, I, the Star Trek series, I wasn't sure if it was just, but they had, a, now they have two things I can watch. So it, I might see CBS Alexis this one. It is well, a you Netflix. Know, you know what? You, what I suggest you should, you wait until the Jean-Luc Picard uh, series drops. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Then you can watch the Jean-Luc Picard series. You can watch Star Trek Discovery and you can watch Twilight Zone. Wow. What a bucket list. All right. What's our next What's our next trailer to review? Wow. So uh-huh. our next trailer is brought to us by film director Dexter Fletcher. Dexter Fletcher is the guy who the studio brought in to replace Brian Singer to do Bohemian Rhapsody. And he's also tackling a new movie, which is also based on a musician. And this one's called Rocket Man. And it's a biopic based on the life of Elton John. And if you thought you've seen enough with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody as far as uh, music biopics, you haven't seen nothing yet because this movie definitely looks like something you should check out. It is so Elton John, and the acting, the performances seem really strong. The soundtrack is amazing, obviously, because it's all Elton John songs. So um, I'm definitely digging this, and I would definitely say this is a movie theater for me. What do you guys think? You're not an Elton John fan? I Netflix it. Ouch! All right. Well, I since she said since since she's saying nothing else, I'll continue. I'll go. Um, all right. So, um, uh, the description for it is a musical fantasy about uh, the uncensored human story of Elton John's breakthrough years. Uh, what I noticed in the trailer, it looks like it wasn't just what they did in Bohemian Rhapsody, where they just basically played the tracks, the original Queen tracks, with uh, Freddie Mercury's voice. It sounds, at least in the trailer to me, that the singing was being done by uh, Taryn Eckert. Uh, is that is it Taryn Eckert who's starring in it? It's Taryn Eckert, yes. Yeah, so I think it's actually he's doing some singing, which I kind of feel like yes. I like that in a biopic. Of something. I want to hear somebody actually sing. I don't want to just hear the record we've already heard a zillion times. So um, for me, I would have to say it's a Netflix as well. I would not, I, I, Bohemian Rhapsody, I have very little interest in seeing. So maybe one day when it finds its way onto Netflix, I might watch a little bit of it. But uh maybe um if sherry basically uh actually recites the lines along in unison with the film i might watch it it was a with a british accent i might um but uh this, my goodness know, i i think i'll netflix it maybe what about you tone wow um it, it's funny because i'm not like a huge elton john fan but just when i looked up the trailer and i watched it and then i went on and i've looked up some of the songs and i'm like so many of these songs, I didn't even know they were Elton John songs. That were songs that I just kind of like really liked, and I and I, I've heard in so many other different places. So the soundtrack is really strong, and the 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 trailer, like the acting, is so strong. Again, I'm not a huge Elton John fan, but it really sucked me into this. I was like, wow, this looks like a pretty entertaining. And the guy, what's the, what's the actor's name? Um, Taron Eggert. He really pulls it off. Like he seems like he, he's really he's really somebody to watch. So. I was kind of like I was a little I was I was really surprised and and after the whole Bohemian Rhapsody thing which I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody um I've been waiting for it to come to Netflix <laughs> um so I was kind of like ah do I want another biopic cuz I didn't even watch that that bio that movie with um Lady Gaga and um 
Not a Star is Born. Our, Kevin, you're like my personal Google. A Star is Born. So I didn't watch <laughs> either of these films because they're like, I don't really like music biopics, but this one actually stretched a little bit different. So I, I'm going to say I'm maybe I, I'm disagree with both of you. This is definitely a movie theater. Well, well, I will say I agree with you when it comes to A Star is Born because when I saw just the trailer for that, I was like, a Kevin is bored. So <laughs> <laughs> I was not interested. But anyway, um, so okay, we know what that I just want to let you know that Taryn does sing all the songs himself. And I'm also a fan of whoever was in charge of the receding hairline wigs. You were on point, that looks amazing! Amazing color. So lastly, guys, our last movie, uh, okay. movie trailer mm-hmm. is The Kid. Now, The Kid is starring Ethan Hawke as lawman Pat Garrett and Dane DeHaan. I'm probably butchering this guy's name. Dane DeHaan as Billy the Kid. And the movie also stars Chris Pratt and is directed by veteran actor, now turned director, Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, I'm probably butchering his name, too. But all you guys at home, all you need to know is The Kingpin. The Kingpin from Daredevil directed this movie, and I saw the trailer, and at first I was like, oh, man, another Billy the Kid movie. If you guys are like me at home, Young Guns, 1 and 2, Emilio Estevez is Billy the Kid for you if you grew up and you're my age. So I was kind of impressed by the performance that I saw in the trailer, and I'm actually going to say this is something I would watch in a movie theater. I, was, I, was, I thought everybody brought a strong performance in the trailer, and I'm actually like Western, so I'm definitely digging it. Kevin, can you tell us a little bit more? Okay, the, the, all right. The, the synopsis for this is very brief. It's the story of a young boy who witnesses Billy the Kid's encounter with Sheriff Pat Garrett. So I am not, unlike Tone, I am not a fan of Westerns in general unless there are robots involved. So, Westworld. Watching a trailer for a Western with zero robots, I kept thinking, like, well, is someone's face going to come up? No. Everybody's face stayed on through the entire thing. <laughs> so I was a little disappointed. But honestly, the trailer looks wow. amazing. Every once in a while, there are Westerns that transcend the genre for me. Like, there was a remake of the movie True Grit. Uh, a few years ago that was amazing absolutely amazing and this feels Ooh, like yes. it would have those those kind of caliber yes. performances and the story that's that big and that bold so i have to definitely say it is a strong netflix for me what about you wow. sherry um, Wait, robot free i'm really into westerns i really am um <laughs> yes uh yes i am i i really i really am into westerns i'm trying to debate whether i would actually go see it in the movie theater i don't think i would maybe if i could get someone to go with me i would but i'm gonna netflix it and just right. be on the safe side all right well i can't believe we're done with trailer talk another great addition tone all right so uh if this is the time that i another part of the show that i absolutely love here on last weekly no matter how rough or crazy or weird a week gets we like to end it on a good note and talk about the good stuff that's going on in the world so, co-host, what was your favorite thing about the past week? Cherry. Okay. Yes, uh, ladies first, apparently. 
Um, my favorite thing about the week is that I got to wake up every day this week and go to sleep every day this Aww. week. I'm still here, well, people. That, I'm that, still that's alive. A still good, that's a very good outlook. As opposed yeah. to all those other weeks that you weren't alive. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy that this, this week you weren't. <laughs> Kevin somebody did, brings up a good point. It's a horrible night. I'm not talking about my well, uh, I've, been, I've been feeling under the weather this week, so I actually got to catch up on some Netflix. And my favorite part of the week was that I discovered not one, not two, but three great shows on Netflix. Number one, you guys should definitely check out the um, the Umbrella Academy. Great TV show, great storytelling, and it is a comic book movie. I mean, comic book show that's not Marvel or, or uh, DC. Number two. I was putting off watching Travelers because the guy from Will and Grace kind of like freaks me out for some reason. But Travelers is a great science fiction show about time travel. Definitely check it out. And number three, I usually don't watch like um, NBC shows or CBS shows that are not sci-fi in nature. But Taken on Netflix, it, it's great. You should definitely check out Taken on Netflix, guys. You would enjoy that as well, Taken? Oh, my God. Oh, it's a great show. Great show, guys. So those are my three favorite things yes. about this week that I discovered these three shows on Netflix. So binge away. What about you, Kevin? Okay, well, first of all, before I move on to my favorite thing about the week, I have to say the worst thing about your week is going to be that Travelers has been canceled. What? So, yes, you've discovered, you, you've discovered a show that just got canceled. So I... <laughs> Too late. Oh no! What you should have said. Your favorite thing about the week, Nyquil. But anyway, um, (laughs) and as far as Umbrella Academy, I absolutely agree. I not only did I watch it, I binged the whole season. Epic Netflix. You better not come for this show. You come for a lot. You have canceled a lot of stuff recently, (laughs) including Tone's new favorite canceled show, Travelers. Oh no! You better not lay one finger on my very, very precious Umbrella Academy. I need a second season. Oh, All right. No. So, so my favorite thing about the week is all the technology stories that we did earlier in the show. There's a lot of technology. I'm in, I'm insane about the, 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 the being able to fold open a, a small phone and turn it into twice the size. I am so excited about that breakthrough, breakthrough in technology, drive cars driving themselves. But there's been even bigger breakthrough in technology this week, people. Whoa. Jack in the Box has invented oh. something called Burger Fries. <laughs> I, you got I, it in there still? There some, they, they were in, they went into some kind of wow. and they managed to breed a French fry, crossbreed a French fry with a hamburger for some kind of unholy alliance. It's incredibly scary, but I must try it. So truly, when it comes to everything going on in this world, we're living in the worst of times, and because of new burger fries, the best of times. <laughs> you couldn't help yourself, could you? You had to get I that story in there. Wow. Myself. 
we had to talk about it. Wow. All right. So we can't cover every story, but we do want to cover what you want to hear us talk about. So if you see any story during the week that you want us to recap, or if you want to share your favorite thing about the week, let us know. You can send us a voice message through the Anchor app. You can tweet us at Last Weekly on Twitter, and you can send us an email at lastweeklypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and join us for the next episode of Last Weekly because the week doesn't end until we say so. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.